You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. AKA Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from bicyclists who have pedaled to places all over the U.S. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? All right. Well, on the show today, we have Rich Keitel. Hey, Rich, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. It's nice to hear hear you. Uh, means that you, it's almost like, you know, this these weird times with a lot of people sheltering in place. It's kind of like you want to reach out to people and get proof of life and make sure everyone is still alive and kicking. So I have proof of life, everyone. Rich Keitel is still going strong. Yes, I actually, I just came back from a 50-mile ride this morning. Oh, so. Nice. Well, I interviewed the guy who started Social Distancing Cycling Club, and you came across there a picture of you with your dog, Bogey, and I wanted to learn more about what it's like to ride uh, a bike with a dog, which I'm hoping that we can get into during this podcast. Um, But first, uh, let's find out a little bit about you, like where you live and what cycling is like, like what the culture is like there. Sure. I live in Pittsburgh. I I grew up for the first 20 years of my life in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, but I've been in Pittsburgh for over 30 years, and I've really seen the change in the biking community. Uh, when I first came here, there were very few bike lanes, a lot of cars brushing by my knees yeah. when I would ride the streets, cars getting. But it, uh, it, it's been a lot better lately. The mayor is a real bike advocate. There's a group in Pittsburgh called Bike Pittsburgh hmm. that advocates bike lanes. So there are a lot more bike lanes now, a lot more people biking. There are a lot of great events all year round. So it's been a remarkable change, uh, seeing a lot more bikers on the road. So it, it's been great. I, I love the hills in Pittsburgh. It's it's a really uh, great uh, community. And I've been biking to work all through the winter. So I go when it's zero degrees, mm-hmm. five degrees, windy, snowy. I just go every day and I, I just love it. And when you, you know, you mentioned you did a 50 miler today, are you like in the city or are you out of the city? Like what was your bike ride today? Yeah, usually my commute is into the city. I work at Point Park University. I'm a professor, so I teach downtown. So my regular commute is seven miles in into the city, seven miles out. So I usually do loops around the city. Mm -hmm. But with the social distancing lately, I've been trying to go out of the city on more wooded trails and uh, towards on the gap. So I see a lot less people, so I keep away from them. So today it was just, I just sort of did a loop mm-hmm. uh, going out towards McKeesport a few times. And, uh, you know, I, I like dry, doing the gap in segments. So I get away from the city. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, social distance riding. I've been doing the same thing where I'm not on my normal uh, north-south trail that happens to be here in the town that I live in. So I've been doing some exploring, which is turning out to be really exciting because you am finding, you know, low traffic or no traffic roads and uh, trails. Like I found a trail yesterday that went from pavement to like crushed limestone to grass. And yet it still took me, you know, from one town to another town. It was so much fun. Right. That, and that's the joy of biking. This It's so different than yeah. being in a car where you feel you're not in the environment. So I, I love uh, every time you go on the trail, you see different waterfalls, you see different trees or yeah. the river bends. So it, it's really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're not out biking, you I think that you are a professor at a college and you teach acting. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes. I was a professor at University of Pittsburgh for seven years, hmm. and now I'm a professor at Point Park University in Pittsburgh for the past 23 or so, and I'm a professional actor and director. That's what I get my most joy from, but I, you know, I, I love, I've been doing that for a long time. Awesome. And besides um, teaching acting, do you have other hobbies outside of cycling? Yes, uh, another outdoorsy one, which I haven't done yet because of social distancing, right. and it's just starting to get warmer again in Pittsburgh, is uh, Frisbee disc golf. Oh, yeah. So there there are a lot of great disc golf uh, courses around Pittsburgh, but I haven't been out yet. I guess if I did it alone or I did it with people who stood six feet apart. Uh, so I do that. I'm in a book club in Pittsburgh, and I play poker, uh, and I'm a movie fanatic along with theater. So I, I see a ton of movies, which is Great for this being isolated at home. I get to catch up on all right. all movies again. <laughs> right. I wonder if there are people out there that have, you know, gone through their Netflix account and realized how many movies they've watched, you know, since all of this happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, I, I'm a nuts with movies. So I have Netflix and Amazon Prime movies and Hulu mm -hmm. and Criterion Collection, which is the best one for foreign films and uh, uh, classic films. So. <laughs> Well, uh, I did notice, I think I saw somewhere, I, you know, I don't recall if it was your Facebook page or somewhere that, you know, here we are recording this in mid-April and you've already pedaled over a thousand miles. Yes. Uh, I, I started, uh, I, I always commute to work every day. And last, I guess it was last summer, my brother made a bet with me that you know, we would try and go on a diet. And the goal was we had to take pictures of the scale every morning. Ooh. So sometimes I get obsessive about things. So I said, I'm going to up my biking along with changing my diet. So I just started uh, doing my 15 mile daily commute. And then I said, let me get out and do some more miles. And I did it uh, all throughout the winter. And I, I ended up with a thousand miles. And I actually re recently joined Strava and mm -hmm. that helps my obsessiveness with counting things. <laughs> so, so I said, Oh, I did a thousand miles. You know, I'm going to make a goal next year to do 1500 miles. Mm -hmm. And already, I think I'm, I might be close to 1100 miles. I didn't check today. I, I've just said, I'm going to, you know, bike to work and bike extra. It's it just that. Uh, and what Strava does to me, sometimes if I'm biking 17 miles, I said, oh, I, I got to get to 20. Yes. Miles, to 20. <laughs> and if I bike 28 miles, I got to get to 30. So uh, that helps. But so I, I, my initial goal for this year was uh, 1,500. But in the cold weather months of Pittsburgh, January, February, if I'm up to 1,000, I'm going to up it to 2,500 or 3,000 this year and see if I can make it. Right. Yeah. If you were able to get that many miles with cold weather, you are... Yeah. You are definitely going to surpass. I would say you'd sur you'd surpass twenty five hundred, but I I don't want to set a goal for you. But so speaking of cold weather, I saw an article that you were quoted in. I think it was the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, yes. and it made me laugh out loud because I think the whoever was interviewing you said um, you know was talking about winter riding and that you ride year round, and so. Uh, you were talking a little bit about when somebody might say to you, how do you ride in the winter? And your response was, well, how do you walk in the winter? Like it was just, it, it's, it, it makes so much sense as both a cyclist and somebody who goes out and walks. Like it's hilarious because it's so true. Right. Uh, and, you know, that's the first when I, you know, my students sometimes when I come in and they see me biking in and they're freezing, they would say, how do you do it? And it really is. I, I think I saw that on your 
website about proper clothes to wear in the winter. Yeah. That as long as you have the proper clothes, you, I don't really get cold. I'm, I'm cold for the first couple of minutes, but those things I got those bar mitts a couple of years ago, which yeah, those go are on your amazing. You, you put your hands in, so my hands aren't cold. I have a balaclava on my face and ski goggles, so. I, you know, it, it's always at the start of winter where you, uh, and I think you talked about this on your website too, you don't want to get too sweaty so you can't wear too many layers. Mm -hmm. So it's just getting that sweet spot. But, uh, you know, I, I actually am colder when I walk in winter than when I bike. <laughs> my, after the first five minutes, you know, my body heat is there and I'm, I'm fine. I got thick wool socks. So the, it, it really doesn't bother me at all. It's just people. And I, I, I try to encourage people. So many people say, oh, I don't want to ride my bike when it gets below 40 or below 30. And I'm like, it's, it's really fine. Right. <laughs> you have a jacket at home. You probably have, you know, gloves or such. But yeah, I just loved that quote. So well done. And, and when I take bogey on my rides, and I, I try not to take him on rides when it gets below 30. But when it gets below 40, he has a ceramic disc that I put in the microwave for five minutes that warms it up. And then I put it at the bottom of the basket if it's a little chilly oh, and brilliant. he likes sticking his head out and catching the wind. But if he gets cold, he hunkers down onto the ceramic uh, disc. That's, that is brilliant. Well, <laughs> let's get into talking about Bogey. Um, like, A, what kind of dog is he and how old is he? Sure. Uh, he's a Maltese. Uh, he's three years old. He's the first dog of my life. I'm 58 now. I'm going to be 59 soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we got him, uh, I have a lot of my stu former students and actors on my Facebook, uh, a Facebook friend. So I did a funny contest. I said, I just got a new Maltese. I'm going to do a contest. And since I'm a big sport, I'm going to give a $5 Amazon gift card for whoever comes up with the name for Bogey. <laughs> and I, I got over 250 responses. And uh, one of my uh, friends, who's an actress, great actress, and a great, uh, she's a great author, she said, well, uh, Humphrey Bogart was in the Maltese Falcon. He's a Maltese. Why don't you call him Bogey? Perfect. I said, you are the winner. Uh, <laughs> so he, he's brought so much joy to my life. I, he bikes in with me a lot to work, and my students love him when, when I have acting class directing class or improv class he'll sit on my students laps he'll just he's a constant kisser and licker so he'll just sit in their laps and kiss them and it, it gives them so much joy and and when i bike with him uh sometimes when i bike my wife is biking with me and she bikes behind me and so i'll be biking a little bit ahead and people will go look at that look at that dog in the basket and they start <laughs> smiling and my wife hears the comments behind me or and i've even noticed little kids in strollers two-year-old kids three-year-old yeah, kids they want to see, see bogey sticking his head out <laughs> and they just start smiling and uh he so it, it's so I, I love bogey he gives me so much pleasure but it's the pleasure he gives other people when other people see him and my, my two main transports for him is one is a basket that i have a pet safe basket it's and then i have a canine sports sack carrier so sometimes he goes on my back it's like a backpack but he's facing forward so he he likes both of them ah okay and where is the basket located on your bike is it on the front or the back it, it's on the front and uh he th there's a little uh thing that hooks up to his harness so he's locked in and it's you know it's sort of tied to my thing there's a little bracket that it sits on my fork uh, a little bit off my fork uh so he sits in front you said he's three years old. How much does he weigh? He, he's eight pounds. Oh, okay, uh, little guy. Which, 
little guys, so it's not bad on hills at all. Uh, you know, sometimes I say, Bogey, help me pedal up some of these <laughs> Pittsburgh hills. <laughs> He'll just smile. So it, it's really uh, it, it, it's really nothing. When, when I started this heavy biking lately with my with the bet with my brother, I lost 40 pounds. So mm. I was like, ah, that takes care of Bogey's weight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, can you give us like, do you remember how you uh trained him or how it went from you know bogey who's just at your house to now bogey who travels with you sure well we started really slowly so i I just would bike in front of my house maybe 100 yards and when he first started biking he would uh bark at other people and sometimes other dogs and i just say bogey stay calm stay calm be nice and you know then uh, he loved it like the first time i went down a hill it's uh, the wind just brushed his face. His ears were back and <laughs> dogs can't smile, but he just smiled. And then, you know, since I ride pretty regularly every day, when I would go out, I, I would always get a look from him. Hey, how come I can't go with you? Yeah, yeah. So we started with a five minute ride, then a 10 minute ride then a 50 minute ride then a half an hour ride. And he, he's been on the bike with me for three hours, three, four hours. You know, we stop every once in a while so he could walk and you know walk in the woods and uh we i always have a bottle of water for him that i give him and treats so uh he he loves both the the backpack and the bike and a quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by lizard lips lip balm these great lip balms contain natural ingredients come in a variety of flavors and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection check it out at lizardlips.net now back to the show you know, one funny bogey story, this is a few years ago when he was young, uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup in hockey. So there was a big parade celebration in Pittsburgh. So I said, oh, come on, bogey, let, let's bike uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I biked to the parade and uh, I didn't even have my phone with me. I'm sitting on the side, you know, we're watching. And one of the Pittsburgh Penguins was walking down the parade route, Brian Dumoulin. And he came over to the side. He goes, can I pick up your dog? Oh. I was like, sure. <laughs> so he picked up he picked up Bogey and he holds him above his head. There's 250,000 people lighting the route. And I didn't have my phone and my camera. So I, I said to all the people next to me, could you take pictures? Yeah. Could you send me photos? So all these people sent me photos and Sports Illustrated, uh, you know, published like a, one of the pictures on the website. So he, he's a famous dog, you know, around Pittsburgh and with the students. <laughs> Has he let that gone to his head? Yeah, I guess I guess, you know, sometimes <laughs> he, I feel that you always read things into pets and animals. But I feel like when we pass by people and they don't smile, he turns around to me and goes, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Why are they smiling? <laughs> uh, so you said you've gone, you know, as, as long as three hours with him with you. Is he pretty alert the whole time or is he actually comfortable enough that he'll take a little snooze? Uh, he'll, t- he'll take a little snooze like when, when he gets uh, sometimes when the gnats or bugs are flying he'll duck underneath the uh the, the top and take a snooze so he snoozed on on longer rides but generally he loves just seeing the landscape go by I, sometimes i feel when he sees other dogs walking he feels superior like he's flying <laughs> you know he's flying <laughs> past them but but his main joy is going downhill uh you know sometimes when i you know you get up to 20 25 30 miles an hour uh, he just loves that exhilarating feeling. If it gets too windy again, he ducks down yeah. underneath the, the basket. Does he do the same thing in the car? Uh, no, because he's so small. Oh, like, he can't, he, he right? Can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we keep him, uh, you know, in, in a little uh, carrier in the car. Yeah. So actually, this is his version of the, you know, epic 
dog yes. in the car <laughs> ride. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So you explained a little bit about, you know, you have the basket on the front of your bike, but um, a lot of times people always ask me to ask people I'm interviewing what kind of bikes they have. So do you want to describe the bike that you ride or maybe you have more than one? Sure. Well, I have my road bike that's probably like 10, 12 years old. It might be time for a new one. It's a Cannondale. So that I, I ride to when I'm trying to ride for speed uh, and I don't take it out mm. in the rain or the winter. My commuter bike is a KHS uh, Urban Express mm. that I ride whenever it's raining, whenever it's snowing. And you know, that's the big difficulty uh, i'm not a great bike mechanic but so every time you know it's snowing and there's the salt on the roads i try to wash my bike down and get all the snow off so those are my main two and uh but sometimes after three or four years of five you know five years of riding through the winters i have to replace them you know i, sure. I, I try to do the maintenance with getting the, the chain up but those are my two major two major bikes yeah and the salt and sand definitely do a number on bikes i i know that firsthand Yes. When you think about being on a bike, what is it that you enjoy about it? Like, what makes you want to go besides your brother making <laughs> it a goal for you? Like, what is it you enjoy about it? Well, it, it's just the joy of being outside, uh, especially people need to exercise more. I think, yeah, I'm a firm believer, even though I'm not a scientist, that endorphins help, you know, that, that when you bike and you exercise, that that, that really helps. So, and I, I think it was in the book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Persig. He talks about that when you're in a car, you you see the world through a windshield, you're enclosed. But when you're in the bike, on, on a bike, you feel the wind, uh, the, the breeze through your hair, and, mm. and you're connected with, with nature and, you know, driving along on a limestone path in the woods, it, it just makes you love the earth, you know, uh, love being outside. So I, it, it makes me happy. And especially now, in, it, there's a stay-at-home order in Pennsylvania all around the country. I'm an extrovert, and I get a little hyper. And just staying in the house for 24-7 I, would get me so anxious and mm -hmm. depressed that, that it, it really is good for my mental health. And, uh, you know, again, over the years, I've encouraged colleagues to uh, bike, you know, to work. And Point Park has a really nice setup. When, when you go in, they, they have an indoor bike parking area where you can hang up your bike. There are lockers and showers. But, but yeah, just being outside, the wind in my face, feeling at one with the world. I, I like group rides. Uh, so this is a, a, you know, theater is such a, a hugging, you know, you know we, mm. we rehearse together. We rehearse all the time. You become a family. So it's really strange being isolated. And so far, I haven't even asked friends to say, hey, do you want to, do a bike ride and we'll stay six feet apart. It's, it's been right. uh, by myself, but I, I just, I, I just love it. Uh, I just love everything about it. A quick interruption to tell you this week's sponsor is Thirsty Pigs, a full service mobile event company offering beer, wine, spirits, plus catering for any indoor or outdoor event. Check out more at thirstypigs.com. Now back to the show. Have you been on any epic bike adventures that you want to share? I have a strange bike adventure that's Ooh. a little weird if you want to hear a good one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, sometimes I like to bike the uh, gaff trail in segments. So one day, you know, it was a beautiful day. I think last summer, two summers ago, I said to my wife, let's let's drive our car out to Connorsville and we'll bike to Ohio Pile, which is, I guess, a, almost like a 30, 40 mile round trip. And we have bogey in the car. So we're, we, we have to drive on the Pennsylvania Turnpike to get to Connorsville. So we're driving along. Music's 
last day we were playing, all of a sudden a car pulls up next to me, and it's like that scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when they say, you're going the wrong way, they're like waving <laughs> yeah. their hands. Yeah. So I rolled down my window, I'm like, what's up? And they said, your bike fell off your bike rack oh. in your car. I was like, what? And they said, yeah, it's a mile back. And uh, I was like, I, you know, I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't cause an accident. So I, I couldn't back up on a highway that's going 70 miles an hour. Right. So I, the, some of these turnpike exits are 13 miles apart. So I, I drive 13 miles. I get off the turnpike. I drive back, you know, the other exit. And I, I come back in the exit. And I said, where's the bike? Where's the bike? And then, you know, I, we, we come to it and we see that the bike was standing up on the median on the left-hand side. So I, I pulled over to the right side. You know, I said it looked okay, but cars are whizzing by at 70 miles an hour. Oh. So I said, I, I don't know what to do. Do I call up the police? Do I tell them to like shut the road? Uh, do I run across and get the bike? And of course my wife is saying, don't run across and get the bike. <laughs> you don't want to play so, Frogger. So <laughs> that's what I said. I said, do I want to play Frogger? So I said, you know, I said, okay, well, I'm just going to wait till there's a gap. And then I saw there was a gap and I sprinted across and I was just hoping I didn't get pinned there because there was really no room for me to stand. But luckily I sprinted across, picked up the bike, ran across the road and it was a miracle. It was, I guess it, I don't know what happened, uh, but I guess it landed on its feet. The handlebars were all twisted. But, uh, you know, I was able to fix it. The chain was a little bit dented, but I was able to just, you know, hammer that in. And mm -hmm. then we continued on with our 35, 40 mile ride. Oh, so you're able so, to pedal it after that. Yeah, I was able to. I, I took it to the bike shop after, but yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was a miracle. And, you know, I, I haven't been on any long tours. One of my goals is to bike the whole uh, gap. But w whenever I travel, I love either taking my bike with me. So my brother lives in Chicago. So one time, uh, I went out to visit and I forgot what the ride was. I think it was around Memorial Day, but they closed down Lakeshore Drive. So I was able to bike down Lakeshore Drive oh, wow. back and forth. I've uh, biked in Maine. Uh, I bike in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Mm. So it was funny. I biked in Miami recently. I was in Miami in January and it, it got down to the frigid temperature of 63 degrees. <laughs> and I bet no one was out. People biking with winter jackets and gloves, <laughs> and I'm there with a the, uh, t-shirt and the shorts. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we went to visit Maine, so I uh, was able to bike there. So every city I go to, rather than sitting in a car and trying to tour, I just try to either rent a bike, you know, from one of the local bike places, uh, or I, I take my bike in my car and I, I just go. Awesome. And, you know, of course, now it's a very strange time. You know, a lot of actual bike events are being canceled. And it's like you mentioned, you can't really hang out with uh, your normal cycling group. But do you have adventures on your horizon, like maybe future travel? Well, I, it, it's so sad that things are, well, what's going on with this country and things are getting canceled. But uh, it was on my bucket list. There was a bike ride, a group bike ride to D.C. So I was getting ready to get signed up for that. But that's been postponed. Mm. So uh, I, I've noticed, you know, when I joined, when Fred started this uh, social distancing cycling club, there are so many beautiful photos of from people from Iowa. And when I look at the pictures, I always say, is this heaven? <laughs> no, it's Iowa. So that rag ride right. sounds really interesting. So that's certainly on my bucket list. All, all I know from Iowa, I read a lot of Bill Bryson books, who's from Iowa. You know, he, he talks about that. Th that's certainly a, a, a dream of mine, a, from, to bike from Pittsburgh to D.C. and also maybe check out Iowa. I, I once drove my car when my 
sons were younger. Uh, I drove cross country. Uh, and one of my former students, he, he biked across the country. He did a, a cross country route. So that, that might be too ambitious for me. But what, what Fred, it's funny how you make connections on Facebook and in the world. Fred, who started the uh, social distancing uh, bike club, he said he had a post. Oh, I read this book called 50 Shades of the USA, which is about a woman from England who biked across the country. So he gave that recommendation. So I, I got it on Kindle and I read that. So I said, oh, that would be a wonderful bucket list thing uh, to see. And, you know, right, like I said, I'm 58. So hopefully I'd love to stay healthy and keep on biking to my into my 70s. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, there are all these uh, things that I'd love uh, I'd love to continue to do. But uh, there are great groups in Pittsburgh. There's something called Open Streets that happens a few times a year where they close down all the streets and you bike ride. There's mm. something called Pedal Pittsburgh where uh, thousands of riders participate. And you can ride five miles, 10 miles. 20 miles, 50 miles. There's a Tuesday night Pittsburgh bike group called Team Decaf, where people ride different routes all around the city. And right, right now, those are all on hold. I'm hoping and wishing that, you know, we, we come out of this stronger, you know, through the summer and the, these rides get back together. But right. I, I really, really try, try to be an advocate for everybody to get out there and especially the weather's getting warmer, get out there and ride. It, it's good for your mental health and it's good for you. For sure. And you mentioned Fred. I did an interview with Fred a couple weeks back, uh, Fred Zelt. And he, for those of you listening, if you're on Facebook, which I would guess most people are, there is a public group called Social Distance Cycling Club. And anybody can be a member. I think last time I looked, it was at like 4,500 members. But the cool thing about that site is, or that page or that group, I don't remember which one it is, but um, the photographs are just amazing. Like I look at, uh, I live in Iowa, and even when I see the photographs of other people in Iowa, and I'm like, I got to add that to my list to go visit when I can. Right. And Fred has, you know, encouraged me to do that. Usually when I bike, it's like, I want to get there. I want to go back. I want to check out my average miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's since there are so many beautiful photos on the site, I said, oh, let me try to stop and take a photo or take it from this angle. So he's encouraged uh, me to be artistic. There are so many beautiful photos on, on that group. That's really it's really wonderful to check out. Yeah. And it, you know, kind of gives you that little urge of like, well, I, I kind of want to post something on that site today. So I got I better get out and ride my bike and not forget <laughs> not forget my phone. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, as we were talking about it, you know, the, the time of this recording, being outside is so much different than it used to be because you have to be aware of who's around you and uh, being safe and being healthy. But I mean, you've kind of, it sounds like you've given advice to some of your coworkers and other people, but any advice you'd give to someone who thinks maybe they shouldn't be out riding or they can't? I, I would just say that it's better to go outside and exercise, whether it's a walk. And again, I, I would keep away from city centers or not walk or go yeah. a bike where there are a lot of other people. But it, it's really important for your, your mental health and I, for those endorphins just to get out there. And sometimes people say, I, I've had some of my friends say, oh, you know, I biked 12 miles and I was really happy, Rich. And then I saw you bike 20 or 25. And I'm like, it doesn't make a difference. It, it, <laughs> you know, start the first day and just bike a half a mile, then bike one mile. And then, you know, uh, just build it up. It's, you shouldn't be in comparison with anybody else. You know, sometimes when I see bikers 
you know, bike at 20 miles, you know, 20 miles per hour. It's everybody should just find their own pace and uh, just enjoy it. So I, I really think if there are people around the country now listening to this podcast or what's going on and sitting in their house 24 seven, the air is fine. You're not yeah. going to get the coronavirus uh, if you're out by yourself. So I, w- I would just heavily encourage people uh, to do that. You know, it's funny how much sometimes I'm seeing a lot more people with masks and bandanas and sometimes I wear one in the beginning, but once you get huffing and puffing, it's hard to keep your face covered. But whenever I pass by people, I'm always on the left or I ring my bike bell and then I just try to stay way clear with them. And I I think it's, it's safe. Right. I I met the Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, someone I I know, John Fetterman, a a great guy. uh, I was like, are they going to stop people from exercising? And he said over his dead body, you know, right (laughs) now that that, uh, he thinks important. But I guess there are some places in the world and some cities in the world that are uh, not allowing people to uh, bike at all. So, wow, that, that would be tough. Yeah. And, you know, let's cross our fingers and toes that that doesn't happen. But if it does, like you mentioned, it's still important to exercise at some level, you know, whether it's like, let's say you have a set of stairs in your house going up and down your stairs or, you know, there's all kinds of things online that you can do for free as far as exercise. Yes. But I'm happy to go outside still. (laughs) Yeah. There's a great ride in Pittsburgh also that I just participated in once. It's called the underwear bike ride. Oh and everybody just rides in their underwear. It's a body positivity ride. So we did it in October where it got a little bit chilly. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, I think all shapes and sizes, any, anybody, all ages, you know, uh, some people say, oh, if you get old, you know, this old, you can't bike ride. As long as you got a bike, that's just a, a, a nice, easy bike for you to pedal. Uh, it has some gears, you know, you're, you're fine. And there are some great bike shops in Pittsburgh that you know, people are really friendly. So, And I think at this time, uh, at least for Iowa, hopefully in your area as well, uh, bicycle shops are still deemed essential. So they are open. They may not be open as far as walking into their showroom or whatever, but you can still utilize their services. Yes, uh, the local bike shops in Pittsburgh are open for service only. So you call them up and you say, oh, my bike needs a tune-up. And you bring in the bike to the back, but you can't shop for new bikes right now. Or you can order them online, but you can't like walk around the store and, mm-hmm. and shop for uh, clothes. But the, wh- whatever you need, you could order in and they'll send it to you. But mm-hmm. well, they're all there to service and maintain bikes, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then who's got the best of uh, all this right now is... Mr. Bogey, because he doesn't even have to exercise at all. He just gets to sit and enjoy the ride. Right. I, I've, <laughs> I've seen other people, they, they ride their bike with their dogs alongside them. Those are larger dogs. I, I, I haven't tried that yet with Bogey because I'd be worried he'd like, try to scoot across my bike. Right. Uh, but yeah, he, he loves uh, he, biking with the wind in his face. It brings him joy. It brings other people joy. It brings me joy. Yeah, I it definitely brings me joy to see other people with dogs, you know, in a, in a little basket because it just you know that that dog's having a blast. And how much fun is it for the owner? I just I love it. Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, Rich, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I don't know if there's any uh, anything you want to plug real quick as far as organizations or things that you do. 
Sure. Yeah, just a few. I mean, Bike Pittsburgh is a great local uh, advocacy group. The Western Pennsylvania Wheelmen, which sponsors some of those Tuesday night rides, is really great. And Point Park University, where I'm so blessed to teach at a school. We would have just picked as one of the top 10 schools in the country with Ooh. the most students on Broadway. Nice. Uh, and it's a re- has a really fantastic dance program. So uh, the, the theater community in, in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, all the theaters are closed down uh, mm-hmm. now also. But there's a great theater community in the town. So Yeah, that's well said. Well said. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. This was a real pleasure. And I I think it's great what you do, just advocating biking for everybody. So thank you for doing your work. Awesome. Thanks, Rich. Well, that's it for this week. I hope everyone out there is staying healthy and sane during these strange times. Thank you to Rich Keitel for taking the time to chat. And I'm sure if Bogey the dog could talk he would have told us how much he enjoys his bike rides. Email me your topics or names of cyclists you find interesting at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out morphologypodcast.com to find all kinds of great info. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote is from Leonard Zinn. Be at one with the universe. If you can't do that, at least be at one with your bike. Think about it.